Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about the horse's guts and about ulcers, which is a huge problem in horses. And I was just reading a new article and a whole bunch of new evidence coming out about ulcers and the different types. And so I'm going to answer, you know, what are the different types? What do we have to look for to help prevent this in our horses? Because there's some really easy things. And should you be spending your money on expensive treatments and things like that? Are they actually going to be helpful? And the good news is that there are a lot of things we can do to help our horses to have a better gut system that's going to help them to not be as likely to get ulcers. And this is really important because when our horses have ulcers, they're in pain and that pain can come out with swishing tail, with your horse being reluctant to go forward, your horse having some attitude issues because they're uncomfortable and they don't want to be ridden when they're uncomfortable and they can't perform their best when they're uncomfortable. So it's something that we really want to pay attention to. Now, a lot of times people talk about ulcers and I've heard people talk about, you know, regular ulcers versus hindgut ulcers. So here we want to understand that there are kind of two main types, either the squamous gastric disease or the glandular gastric disease. And we don't know a lot about the glandular one, but we know more about the squamous one. And I'm just going to go through a couple kind of basic things that every horse owner really can benefit from learning. So let me just break this down for you guys a little bit more. So let's start with the squamous one. So the squamous one is usually about diet and exercise. It's about like when we feed, how we feed, how we exercise our horse, all is going to play a role in these types of ulcers. So what's interesting is that it's more about how long the exercise is, not the intensity. So the interesting thing is that when a horse starts trotting, the pH of the proximal stomach actually drops to less than four, but it doesn't actually matter if the horse starts going faster than that. So if they're cantering, if they're galloping, doesn't necessarily matter. So it's more about how long the horse is exercising at that trot or faster gait compared to the speed at which or the intensity at which that they're doing the exercise. So that means that short exercise bouts are going to be better or if your horse is doing a lot of walking, then that would be really good for them. But if they're doing a lot of trotting, they're going to be at more risk for having those types of ulcers. We also know that if you're feeding um, more soluble carbs in their body weight, it's going to double their likelihood of getting the squamous ulcers in your horse. So that means we're going to want to feed low carb things. So you're going to want to feed basically hay. And then if you want to add calories to your horse, looking at things like fats and oils to add the calories to your horse and adding um, weight to your horse rather than feeding the high sugary grains or things like that. We also know that water deprivation leads to three times increased of the horse developing these types of ulcers. So you want to make sure your horse has access to water all the time and be able to take drinks frequently. That's going to be super important. And another really cool thing is the time of your feeding. So interestingly, overnight, your horse is not going to eat as much because they're going to do some sleeping. And during that time, their stomach acid is going to drop below four, which means they're at risk for developing these uh, squamous ulcers. So if you exercise your horse first thing in the morning when they have a more empty stomach, it's going to make it worse. So what we wanna make sure is that our horse has a full belly of food 
before we go off and exercise them. So that would mean giving your horse their hay in the morning, giving them a couple flakes of hay in the morning, and then waiting to exercise them after the fact. So this is going to be super important for me when I go down to the horse shows, like I'm going down to the thoroughbred makeover next week. And I want to make sure that I give my horse her hay in the morning and that she has time to eat that before I'm going to pull her out to compete. That's going to give her the best chance of not developing these ulcers, but also going to help her feel more comfortable because her stomach acid isn't going to be affecting her in the same way. Now, I try to always have my horses on hay when I travel places, when I'm in the trailer, like they're in the trailer. I use a slow feeder net. So I use one of those hay nets that has um, the small holes. So she has to kind of work at it to get the hay out, which helps to make sure that she's going to have the hay longer. But I also toss her a couple of loose, loose flakes of hay as well. So when she's in the stall, she can eat from the ground on the loose hay. And then we have the hay net with the slow feeder. So that way it's uh, going to last a little bit longer and hopefully she'll have hay all night. That's what we're hoping for is that she's going to be able to have hay all night. Now, when you go to treat this squamous ulcers, uh, because of the injury to the squamous mucosa, you want to treat by suppressing the acid, which is going to cause the um, ulcers, allow them to heal if you can stop that acid from being worse. So for this, a lot of people use omeprazole. Uh, omeprazole, gastrogard, these are all kind of things that people know. And what we know in the studies is that it's up to 70 to 80% healing rate for the ulcers using oral omeprazole. So that means giving it by mouth. It's like a paste that you give in your horse and that's going to cause a lot of these to heal. And so that's really good that you can do that. It does take two to four weeks for them to typically heal. So it's a long time that they have to be on the paste before you necessarily are going to see a recovery from that. And then it's uh, important to note that the absorption is reduced in the presence of food. So you actually need to give this omeprazole when your horse is not just eaten, which makes it a little bit tricky because you're trying to feed your horse all the time, but you don't want to give omeprazole while um, they're getting fed. So that makes it a little bit tricky to, um, to be able to handle that. Now, the things that we want to make sure, though, that are going to have a bigger weight or bigger impact on this to make sure that your horse doesn't even get this in the first place is think about their horse's diet. Make sure they're on those low carbs. Make sure they're having free choice hay. If you're trying to add fat, think about the oils. I use the Omega Alpha Body Glow Oil. It's got a combination of different oils there. It gives them the Omega-3s and a whole bunch of good stuff in there that is great for your horse anyways. If um, you're going to go exercise your horse, make sure they've had something to eat before you exercise them, which kind of goes against what sometimes people think about horses that you shouldn't feed them before you eat, but actually feeding your horse some hay ahead of time is going to be good for them. Or you could give them some chaff, like three to five liters of chaff. If you're not able to give them one to two flakes of hay, then that's going to make a difference. Remember, think about that timing of the exercise, exercise your horse, maybe more in the afternoon or in the evening when they're on a full stomach. And think about doing the shorter bouts of exercise, like uh, higher intensity, but shorter exercise. So that way your horse isn't going to be as impacted by um, the high or sorry, the low acidity, which means um, it's going to be damaging your horse's stomach. And of course, water all the time. Now, in the different uh, perspective, glandular mucosa damage for the glandular ulcers is in the lower half of the stomach. 
And this is very different. We don't know as much about this one, but what we do know is that warm blood horse breeds tend to have a higher incidence of this. We know that um, the frequency of exercise and stress makes a big difference. So for example, one study showed that if um, show jumpers were exercising six to seven times a week, they're actually three and a half times more likely to develop these glandular ulcers compared to horses that were exercised five or less days a week. And that's probably something to do with the stress of that. And there's definitely an increasing amount of evidence that's suggesting that stress is the biggest like player of the develop of this glandular uh, disease or ulcers. So we need to learn more about lowering the stress in our horses. And unlike taking omeprazole by mouth, it's not effective in treating these uh, glandular ulcers. So that's not recommended for doing that. So other things that can be done instead, you can actually get a long-acting injectable omeprazole. I don't even know that this actually existed, but there's an IM, so a muscle injection of omeprazole that you can get, and they can have that every five to seven days, and that shows a 75% to anywhere to 100% healing or improvement rates reported in, uh, in a study. So that's really, really interesting that we could do something like that, an injection that's going to last five to seven days and have such huge uh, healing rates for the horses, which is um, fantastic. So there's uh, really not a lot of side effects with that as well. And sometimes you can split the dose into smaller injections. You're not kind of putting everything all into one butt muscle because that would be the only kind of main side effect is uh, swelling that can develop there. And there's also something called SO, SO, oh my gosh, I can't even say this, esomeprazole. There we go, esomeprazole. And it's a more potent version of omeprazole. And usually it's used in humans for peptic ulcers, but uh, they've been doing studies and it's showing that this esomeprazole has been uh, associated with healing of both the squamous and the glandular uh, lesions in four out of five horses, which didn't respond to the mouth given by mouth omeprazole, the oral omeprazole. So that's really interesting to know. There's also misoprostol. I can't say any of these things and I really apologize for that. Um, hopefully that makes you feel better if you can't say them either. And um, that's a human medication as well. It's not currently licensed in horses. However, if the drug is given in the tablet form by mouth and you can give it twice a day for treatment of the glandular disease, there was a study that showed there was a 98% improvement and 72% healing of those lesions and uh, so that's really interesting to hear that as well. Now, how do you know if you have this glandular versus the squamous? Really, the only way to tell is to scope your horse. So you have to get your horse scoped to know uh, what type of ulcer they have. And that's going to tell you what you need to do for treatment as well as preventing those. It's not treated the same way. And that's kind of the big thing that we have to keep in mind. For the glandular disease, really, it's all about reducing stress and making sure your horse has a couple days of complete rest. So trying to do things like being careful about environmental changes, uh, making sure your horse has turnout time so they can be a horse, and make sure your horse has a companion to help them not be super stressed, minimizing the number of different people that are working with them if they find that stressful. But really it's about knowing your horse and knowing what's uh, stressful for them. So that's one of the big um, neat things about Harmony Horsemanship is we're all about finding that calm connection with your horse. And that's really going to help uh, your horse to lower their stress. It's going to help with those glandular type ulcers, 
which is uh, fantastic that we're able to help our horses by reducing their stress, which is so interesting. So I learned a lot of things in this study that I didn't know before. And I'm going to definitely remember those things and make sure that it's important that my horse has hay before I exercise them. That's one of my big takeaways, as well as um, learning about the fact that you can get meprazole through an injection that will last five to seven days. That's pretty interesting. So I'm going to ask my vet about that. Uh, hopefully you guys found this interesting and it's going to help you with your horses. At the end of the day, lower your horse's stress, make sure they have access to hay and water and be really careful about the, um, the sugary grains and the carbs that you're feeding your horse. So thank you for tuning in and I hope you guys found this interesting. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at harmonyhorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, lindsaypartridge.com. That's lindsay with an E, partridge.com or harmonyhorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now. Bye.